smoking thanks to nitro that's all gas on the hunt in a tall grass intercepting every ball pass then i run it back that's a td check the scoreboard y'all last we up one you see me pussy niggas want to talk about it go to hellcat no demon i'll be politicking on your broadcast at the red carpet like the famous homie ask your bitch really famous homie and you know it's emmy it ain't on me so creative like i made adobe i've been balling like i play with kobe What's the deal? What's the deal? Politicking the podcast. We back again Wednesday nights, every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So we got a, a few things to talk about. We got to get into, man. So the buyout market has been plush, man. We got Russell Westbrook to the Clippers. We got Reggie Jackson to Denver. We got uh, Kevin Love to Miami. I mean, this is crazy. What what other deal? We got Pat Beverly to, to Chicago. So we got to get into the buyout market. NBA is crazy. Uh, it was just NBA All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake City. And uh, I didn't watch none of it. I've seen highlights of the dunk contest. But is the NBA All-Star Game even worth watching at this point? We really got to get into this. And then... It came out during All-Star Weekend because they had Carl Malone as a judge at the dunk contest that he had a son with a 13-year-old girl at the age of 20. And the son actually played in the NFL, man. So we got to touch on that subject. So officially, Nipsey Hussle's killer, Eric Holder, he was sentenced to 60 years in prison. So we got to get on that. And Joe Biden, he made a surprise address in Ukraine, and then he came back and he made an announcement basically stating that America is going to pay more taxes so that we can fund welfare for uh, uh, citizens in Ukraine. So we got to get on all this, man. We got to get to the politics. But this first subject, man, this buyout market. You see Reggie Jackson, he going to Denver. You got Russell, he's standing in L.A., he's going with the Clippers. You got Kevin Love in Miami. You got uh, Pat Beverly over there going to Chicago. Who you think had the best pickup in the buyout market? Man, <clears throat> I have to say the Clippers as much as it's hard to say out loud. But Russell Westbrook, like a healthy, happy Russell Westbrook is a championship contending point guard. And even though the Lakers weren't, you know, currently constructed into making a uh, good push in the playoffs with him on the team, I think, I honestly think the Clippers were a good look for him. I mean, you think about Reggie Jackson and what he brought to the team before they let him go. He was a um, score first type point guard. Um they, you know, you could tell that Tyron Lou is trying to uh, give, you know, PG-13 a little bit more um, ball control within the offense. So I think having Russell Westbrook on the team and being someone that knows how he plays on the court only makes <clears throat> only makes their potential starting five a hard uh, or a difficult starting five for any team in the West. I'm thinking of Mason Plumlee, uh, Zubak. Um, you know, Kawhi, PG-13, and Russell Westbrook, that's a strong five. And if they don't want to have uh, Mason Plumlee start, they can have Marquise Morris Sr. start in his place, make him come off the bench. Um, let's not forget they picked up Aaron Gordon. Um, you know, Clippers are going to look like, it's always, <clears throat> as always, the Clippers are looking like a fantastic regular season team. 
Um, anything that happens in the playoffs, you know, we will have to see when that time comes. Um, I do like Patrick, Patrick Beverly with Chicago Bulls, though. I think he's going to bring um, some much-needed energy and um, consistency since Lonzo Ball has been out all year. And then Reggie Jackson with the Nuggets. Um, I think that gives a lot of help to Joker and to, uh, to, and to Murray because he's going to take a lot of that offensive scoring off of their plates. Not that they're really offensive or, or score-first type players, but – that makes their potential five to seven man rotation really strong because Aaron Gordon, uh, Aaron Gordon has been playing good for Denver. Eric Gordon is with the Clippers, but you know, they, everyone's been moving well. Um, MP3 or Michael Porter Jr. MPJ, yeah, Michael Porter Jr. He's been doing really well with Denver too, you know, being healthy this year. So those two to me are really good. You know, I will say Clippers got the number one, Denver got number two. Um, Chicago got number three as far as the buyout market currently. But what do you feel, Caleb, being that you, you know? I, I think that I think that in today's five-out offense, the Kevin Love pickup was big for the Heat. Yeah. He can come in and pay at four and five, and he can spell bam, and he can give you that five-out, you know, especially with, with this point forward, and they could just let Jimmy go to work. So I think that that's a big pickup for Miami, especially if you're playing in like a second unit with a with Victor Oladipo and you got your shooters, you know, Hero and them doing their thing. So I think that that was a big pickup. But uh, Ray Jackson, yeah, that was a real a, a big pickup by Denver because Denver's already, you know, doing their thing. And then to add that, you know, just coming off the bench, just knowing what Reggie gives you because, you know, I'm a Clipper fan, so – I've seen Reggie hold down the fort when Kawhi and PG was injured. So you got that that firepower coming off the bench. You know what I'm saying? At any moment, ready to get just get straight buckets. You know, is he going to be in a similar position like Jamal Crawford used to be? But when you come in, just get buckets. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a, a good position for Reggie to be in. But, but Russell Westbrook, man, to the Clippers, man, I think that you got to put all the chips to the table, man, at least for this next three years while you got this duo together. And if you can't manage to win a championship in this next, if not this year, next year, then I don't know what the future is going to hold for the Clippers, man. So Russell Westbrook signing was huge. And let's see how this all works out. What's the deal, y'all? We're talking about the buyout market. We got Patrick Beverly going to your Bulls. We got That's Reggie. He signed with Denver. We got Kevin Love. He signed with Miami. And we already talked about Russell Westbrook signing with the Clippers. Who got the best pickup in the buyout market? Chicago. <laughs> Chicago Bulls, man. We got the best one. Chicago for life. We got the best one. See, I would say Westbrook, but if we're going to be fair, a couple weeks ago, we were on here saying he was trash on the other LA team. So we can't we can't go like, oh, he's gonna make a difference for this LA team, but he's garbage on the other LA team. Like if he's trash on one, he gotta be he, he like like if so he cancels himself out. Reggie's good, but you know, I'm just Patrick Beverly is gonna do absolutely nothing for my Chicago Bulls. So I'm just going because it's Chicago. But Westbrook was the best 
the best one, even though he didn't want to come to Chi-Town. Um, this is just my campaign for the New York Knicks to stop holding my man hostage and let him go in the buyout market and let D. Rose go for a championship. Stop holding my man hostage. Mm-hmm. Let him go. I thought that he would have already been bought out and, and, and with a new team at this point. But for some reason, I don't know if there's not a hot market for him. Maybe if they were trying to see where all the rest of these point guards was going to go. But uh, I expect Hold him to be brought out and, and join some team. But the Patrick Beverly joining the Bulls, I mean, if I'm Zach Levine, bro, I'm like, why do you keep adding more guards? You guys just keep adding Because we don't got a point guard. You got me here. And, and if I'm Lonzo's Zach Levine, out for the whole year. I would be looking for the first thing smoking out of Chicago. Because if you don't you don't believe in me, if you keep adding more guards, you ain't giving me no forwards. This is a forward driven league. Why you keep adding guards? It makes because no we sense. don't got no point guard. He ain't a point guard. Yeah, so I and we don't got Alonzo. That Chicago Bulls, I don't know, man. I don't I don't I didn't understand that one. I was but, just but let's get but, but let's get to this all star weekend, man. So the highlight of the weekend was Matt McClung winning the the dunk contest, they said that he's basically revived the dunk contest. He did an amazing job. I've seen his, his highlight dunks. He did his thing. But as far as the rest of the All-Star weekend, the three-point contest, I mean, we really don't watch that no more. And the All-Star game itself is basically unwatchable at this point. So should we even, like, still watch the All-Star game? Is this still something that you should tune into. They changed it to the whole little draft, and now you guys draft the players that's on the teams. But, you know, it's it's like the Harlem Globetrotters, but in like in the middle of the season with NBA players. No, it's not the Harlem Globetrotters. The Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> is way more entertaining than that trash on Sunday. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the idea of allowing them to pick their team right there on the spot because it gives off like that that pickup ball type of vibe. But if we were playing pickup, it's all about pride. It's all about ego. It's all about, okay, my team versus yours, we're going to beat you. Those first three quarters are embarrassing. I mean, each half of each quarter was embarrassing because they walked up and down the court, like as if they were doing layup lines, like Jalen Brown said, and they were just jacking up threes. And I get it. Like, you know, Everybody wants to be Dame Lillard and Steph Curry and just have like that limitless range. But what are we really watching when it comes to like the best of the best? Like I, when we were younger and we watched like Jordan play against Kobe in those nineties all-star games, like when he first got in the all-star game as a rookie, it was cool. Cause it was like, okay, let's see what he does. Cause now he gets an opportunity to play against Jordan where there's no help from anybody else. You know what I mean? Because the bet, you know, there's five amazing athletes on the court for each team, like superstars. Like it's a waste of time. Like it's a waste of time. Like they they had some cool um like halftime performances, I think. I don't know. Um don't and I, I mean Caitlin, come on, let's be honest. The three-point contest wasn't that bad. It's just, you know, you don't have the best shooters in the game anymore shooting. Like Julius Randle being in. The, the three-point contest was kind of pointless. Like, I, I like no disrespect to big shooters because Carl Anthony Towns won last year, but it really wasn't necessary to have Julius Randle in it. Um, 
the skills challenge seemed cool. But then when you look at the rising star challenge with the rookies and stuff, that one group couldn't make a shot to save their life. Like it's just, it's, it's a, it's a shit show. Like nobody's taking it serious. And I mean, I like the break at, you know, with what it's 23 games less in the season. Now it's not the halfway point. There's 82 games, 81 games in the season. It's nowhere near the halfway point. So I think this is them trying to, uh, show us how bad the league is as far as entertainment wise. And then they're going to, you know, they're supposed to incorporate that mid season uh, tournament next year. So this is going to be the worst all-star game that we had in a long time. You incorporate that mid season uh, tournament next year, plus the all-star game, then everybody will be more revamped up and excited about basketball. Yeah. Oh, and then lastly, I do want to say Stephen A. Smith was right or whoever. No, it was, Gilbert Arena? No, well, Stephen A. Smith, he said that LeBron James killed the dunk contest by saying he didn't want to do it. He was real life the first big superstar to say, no, I'm not doing it, and no one's done it since. That's all I got to say about that. What's, what's your thoughts, y'all? LeBron killed the dunk contest, and Kawhi Leonard killed the All-Star game. And this is my theory. Everybody that what we've seen in the last All-Star game was just a bunch of stars doing it because the fans asked them to do it, but they're not going to do it at the level that they're supposed. They're not going to do it at the level of entertainment based upon we don't want to get hurt. Mm. I'm saving my body for the regular, um, for the playoffs, AKA let's do a little load management in the middle of the year. That's a, that's a book from Kawhi. Hey man, let me just sit out half the season and come back at the end of the season, be more (laughs) fresh than everybody else. And let me go for a championship. So everybody else is taking that kind of thing, like, okay, we're gonna do the all-star game, but okay, you gonna you gonna shoot from way out here. Oh, I'm not gonna stop you from dunking it. Oh, I'm not gonna do anything. Ha ha ha. Just a whole bunch. Like, I watched this thing on YouTube yesterday. It was like a two-on-two, like, and these dudes was like going at it. And then I'm looking at the all-star game and I'm like. Y'all ain't even entertained. And then no no knock to the dude that won the dunk contest because he he came out and he did his thing, but he also did his thing because he's a dog and he has a chip on his shoulder. He's trying to get in the league. Wasn't he in the G League? Yeah, he was a G League player that G won League. the dunk contest. So he, his whole thing was, I'm going to use this platform to propel me to get into the NBA. Why these other dudes are like, I'm in the NBA, I don't gotta do nothing. And then with the whole, nobody wanted to participate in the dunk contest, I, I, I'm, I'm, I take it back. I ain't gonna blame it on LeBron, but what I blame it on, I blame it on, first of all, I, I blame it on the judgment, on the judges, because Everybody in a mama knows, going back to my Chicago Bulls, but even though at that time he was on Minnesota, 
Everybody in their mama knows Zach Levine should have won that one dunk contest. And he got straight robbed. So you getting robbed at the dunk contest. And what could you do at the dunk contest now? You got to do something crazy. You got to be, you got to be, shout out to B-Ruff. You got to be a B-Ruff professional dunker to be winning these dunk contests nowadays. You got to do something crazy. LeBron James don't got nothing crazy like that in his bag. Yeah, he can jump high, but he don't got, he like almost 40 years old. He don't got nothing crazy like that. So that's the whole thing. The All-Star game, I don't know why they do it. And it's right after Super Bowl. It's just, uh, it's not smart. It was trash. 100% trash. But, But speaking of the judges, they had Carl Malone as one of the judges for the dunk contest. And he was met with jeers and boos because it came out during All-Star Weekend that he had a, 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 a son with a 13-year-old girl at the age of 20, and the parents didn't want to ruin his career, so they didn't press charges on him. His son went on to play in the NFL and got his own story. But this whole thing is like, if the NBA is aware and knows about this, why are they choosing to put Carl Malone up there as a judge? You know, like when it when it comes to morality, you know these, these people they got an agenda and they don't really care, and it's crazy. So have y'all heard about this Carl Malone situation? Well, y'all, I know y'all both got daughters, man. So what's y'all thoughts on? Uh, this grown man, 20-year-old man in, in college getting a 13-year-old girl pregnant, and then he didn't uh, he didn't pay any child support, even though he was making $3 million a year at the time. And then when he was asked about it this weekend, he basically was like, oh, well, I forget the quote, but he was like, whatever, it, it's whatever it's going to be. That was my private life, and it is what it is. So he basically was like, whatever, I don't give a fuck. So what is your thoughts on Carl Malone impregnating a 13-year-old girl at 20 and, and all this coming out during All-Star Weekend? Um, I'll go first because I've always had the biggest issue with Carl Malone, but never knew how to address it because like starting off young me loving the Lakers. Shaq and Kobe, right? You know, Eldon Campbell, Eddie Jones, Nick Van Nixel, those days when everybody's like, this is the best five we've ever seen with the Lakers since Showtime. Carl Malone and John Stockton was beating us every year. They were making sure to go home as they went to lose against Chicago those three years in a row. Um, I love number 32. Couldn't stand the fact that Carl Malone was number 32. Um, I also did, and I don't mean for this to sound like a hate of Carl Malone is just, I personally didn't like him as a basketball player for these reasons. Um, I also didn't like the fact that with him playing for Utah, he came off like a very much um, uh, non pro black man when it came to like how he talked about people or talked about like issues in the world. Um, One of the number one things I don't know a lot of people are aware of. He was one of the first people to stand up and say that he couldn't play with magic Johnson when Magic got um, diagnosed with HIV and, or AIDS, HIV, however you want to look at it. Like, I forgot which one. Was it HIV for Magic, right? Mm-hmm. Right? So when he first contracted it, right, 
And everyone was skeptical about whether or not they would play because they haven't found out whether or not you could just play and it would transfuse through sweat. Carl Malone was one of the first players to say, I'm not playing, I'm not playing on the same court as him. So I always felt like Carl Malone gave off like that. I don't want to say, you know, I'm I'm not a part of the crew or I'm not pro-black or whatever, but he came across like he didn't like anything that every other brother was doing. He liked to wear a lot of cowboy boots and cowboy hats and riding his horses, you know, back then when that type of stuff wasn't really a part of the black culture. So it was always kind of standoffish, like, or even his signature dunk was just putting his hand behind his head and dunking. Like that's not that flashy, but the mailman was the mailman. But now as a father and hearing all this come out and the fact that his son made all the way to the NFL, that he had a professional career without his father's like direct assistance or help, which we don't know. Like he might not have given them any money. We don't know if he ever, you know, picked up the phone to help him get a college scholarship or at least help him get on a team or anything like that. But 13 and 20, that's pedophilia. That's statutory rape. And knowing that and still putting him on on national television as a judge, to me, is the biggest sign of disrespect because you're saying we support this and now you do too. Now I'm leaving it just like that because if you know somebody like they they blackballed Kobe, like everything with Kobe was terrible. He lost his Nike contract. Uh, he missed the first half of that game because of the trial. And he was booed every arena he was in for a very long time. But for this to have been something that was not necessarily hidden from the public, but came out before it all, like before All-Star Game, he shouldn't have been on he shouldn't have been on the panel unless they wanted to wanted everyone to feel that they support that. What you got? Man, I've been trying to wrap my head around this. And really the only thing I can come up with this situation is we don't know all the details, so we can't really. All we're doing is assuming. And I say that because now a 13 and a 20 year old, you know, that is a huge difference, right? It's like, dang, that's a 20 year old man and a 13 year old girl. That is true. My daughter, I would not, I would be not supporting my daughter being in a relationship with a 20 year old boy right because our man whatever you want to call it once again i would not support my daughter being in a relationship with a 20 year old man but if you go and you say 58 and 32 everybody on the panel is cool with that right it's a six years difference. So I'm going, I'm just playing the advocate a little bit because we can't say it's rape because if it was rape, see the difference between Kobe and some of the other people that got charged for rape is the person came out and said, Hey, you raped me. Right. And they had to prove that they were, they but were legally, it is but legally, but legally, it's it's statutory. No, 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 he, he did not. Statutory he, he was on the parents, did not charge him for rape, they said it was consensual between him and her. And so, all they asked him for 
was a DNA test to make sure he was the daddy. And when he was 20 years old, a couple years later, he got into the league and he paid them out. So all they wanted was the money. So therefore, how do we know that we don't know all the details? So how we know that he like they did not set that up? It's still statutory, it, but bro, it's still statutory rape in the in the eyes of the law because he's a he's over the age of eighteen and she's under the age of fifteen. If with him being over eighteen or sixteen, was it sixteen and eighteen for it not to be statutory? If, if it, if right. it was, the, the age if of consent got, in Louisiana so got at in the time was rape? was seventeen years old. So why so did she he get was, in trouble for rape? So, so well, no, it's not that he got in trouble. It's just it is statutory rape, no different no, than R. Kelly no, and Jay Z. Because said, no, why didn't he get in trouble for rape? Then? Because, oh, no, because they knew that he was gonna get paid. Yeah. The, the because they were going to get paid. Yeah, yeah, the and the baby that decision. But, yeah, but at because the same she was under the age. If I'm a 13 year old girl having a baby with this 20 year old, and my parents exactly. make this decision for me, does that change the trauma that I've been through? Does that change the situation that I have to go through while raising this child? So is that the, because you paid my parents off? Does that make it all right? No, I didn't say. That. I'm not right saying that. I'm just, I'm just saying we don't know all the facts to the story. We all depending right, right. on what we're assuming. I'm not saying. Well, no, once I, again, yeah. that's why I go back and say, uh, any twenty year olds out there when my daughter's thirteen don't even try. It ain't, it ain't going. Oh well, yeah. Well, you know, no, not uh, saying that is you. It's just like, like for me, I'm not saying if it was me because you know, good damn well, there's no way in hell that's happening. Not what? Well, no, sorry, not here. But it's just when you think about like, okay, even, even if. Okay, like you said, we don't know the details, right? So the parents knew before it happened, it goes down, right? It goes down. They, you know, they just start dating. Oh, she's pregnant now. It's like, ugh. light bulb, right? There's there's a certain amount of money we're willing to accept that they'll probably be able to help us take care of her and the child for X amount of time moving forward. But that's what, what I'm saying. Right, no, no, we I know, but on, then, but what, but then, should no, we be no, on no, the parents? Yes and no. He's still accountable yeah, for having no. sex with a child. I don't yeah. I don't get the reason why I don't give him a pass is because if you're in college and you have to look at Carl Malone. Carl Malone's been built like a truck since he was 14 years old. There's no reason why you're entertaining a teenager, even if it was the opposite. Even if it was the girl who went to say his college game and was a fan and wanted to take a picture and then they started to talk and the parents didn't tell him initially that she was 13 and then like maybe, you know, because we don't have social media back then and all that. No, I get, you know where I'm going with you. Like I'm with you, but I'm also holding him accountable for his actions. And then guess what? No, no, guess what? So the three adults in, in place are the ones who are at fault. Mom, dad, and Carl Malone. And because- and but because I don't know mom and dad, <laughs> I'm holding Carmelo accountable. I don't know Carmelo either. We just I don't know like his name. No, I told you it started with this though. He yeah. already had two strikes. <laughs> I'm gonna explain for you all though. Don't start that. Don't even. Okay. <laughs> he did. He I know. Him. I know. I know. And they didn't win. I know. That was the year that Melo was supposed I, to go to. You know, I to think. Detroit. I think all adults in it. I, it like the parents don't get no pass from from me. Like it's the same thing as 
yeah, R. Kelly went down and he got in trouble for what he got in trouble for. But R. Kelly didn't go down and get in trouble for Aaliyah. He got in trouble for all the other women. Let's get that right. He didn't get in right. trouble for Aaliyah. Why? He was dating Aaliyah. Like, I didn't know Aaliyah when she was out. I didn't know. She, I, th- I always thought she was older. I always thought Same Aaliyah here. Was yeah, yeah. 20, yeah. like 20 Well, something. she's at least 18 because she was yeah. around all those grown adults but no, on that scene. No, yeah. Aaliyah was underage. underage when she was with R. Kelly. And he got the consent from his pa- her parents. And why are parents out here? This is my question. Why are parents out here? Why are you soliciting your child for some money? Like, yeah, you set up your son. Well, I don't see. I don't know the story with Karl Malone. I didn't. I don't think they set up the like to like. Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> like, the, the son is the son is set up. You know, there's a kid there. The parents got paid. Like the parents got paid, and you solicited your child. That's on one hand, or maybe Carmelo just seen your little thirteen-year-old daughter, and like Mayor said, he was like, "Oh, she a fan of mine." Okay, <laughs> you know, yeah. and he did his thing. And even still, the parents didn't come out and be like, "Nah, nigga, you like <laughs> you going down for this?" Uh-huh. They were just like, "Just pay me." You see now so, that 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 should be considered human trafficking. Parents that do this type of stuff because you know, as as the the woman that has to go through this and has has this child at thirteen and has to go through all that trauma, you know, what about her? Yeah. Because your parents profited. What did they do? Go get a couple luxury cars and went to the mm-hmm. casino. You know, and we're talking about now, though, that luxury cars would be now. Like, I'm just thinking about if she was 13. That means she graduated high school while her baby graduated kindergarten or just started kindergarten. You know what I mean? Like the, the mental the mental stress that was put on it. You you hit the hammer on the head of the nail, though, Caleb. Human trafficking is it. And I mean, he comes back on national television and his son ended up in the NFL with his uh, with his last name, like as if. He, he was never, hey, you know, Malone, I don't really see too many people with Malone. Are you related to Carl Malone? Yeah, yeah that's my dad. Like you know what I mean? Like, how does that, how does, how does his existence go this long without any of us even hearing about it as far as up until this, you know, all-star game weekend? Okay, that's real. That's how it was paid. Mm. But, but, but at the, at the all-star game, it was still some people that was cheering for him. It was like a mixed crowd. Half was cheering, half was booing. And that lets you know the temperament of, of the today's society. Yes, sir. Is that, you know, we basically in an anything goes type of, you know, scenario, man. At this point, you know what I'm saying? Depending on where you stand and, and who you're talking to, that's, I mean, but the NBA couldn't have no backup judge. Like they didn't have, like if they knew about it, if they knew about this of stars and, and legends in the building. Yeah, you could have been like hey, anybody. Yeah, anybody, anybody. Hey, Carmelo, you gotta sit this one out. Like, Allen Iverson. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Like Carmelo, like the NBA knew about it before he judged that night. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. If the NBA knew about it before they he judged that night, you Say telling it. me Kyrie Irving got in trouble 
got suspended, had to pay a whole bunch of money for a retweet. Oh, and he came out and he said, well, I didn't watch the whole thing. There's just like one little part that I liked. And he got in trouble and he's about to be banned from the league and nobody wanted to pick him up. But you got a guy that having sex with a 13 year old and you got him as a judge going 10. Yeah, that's a 10. No, when no, he seen that, no. When he seen no. that little 13 year old, ooh, that's a oh. 10. <laughs> no, <'cause, laughs> yeah, like all jokes aside, Carl Malone was the worst judge he almost acted like the boos and the cheers and jeers affected his 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 uh scoring of the of the whole entire thing because somebody uh in the finals the guy going against mccall uh McCull mike mccollum whatever his name is he got 49 points something because carl malone was the only one that didn't give him a 50 you know what i mean where the dunk was a clear 50 but it's like he threw off everything but yet there's nothing that the NFL and the NBA do that is not strategic, that is not for a reason. So, on the last it was note, for a reason. On the last note, ladies and gentlemen, before Kayla moves to the next subject, on the last note, when it comes to Carmelo, what have we learned today? We have learned that he doesn't use, he never got a ring, and he didn't use a ring for protection. <laughs> oh. No ring, no ring, Malone. No ring, Malone. <laughs> I know that. It, I know that it's oh. different times. Oh. And back then, you know, a, a lot of things used to be acceptable. That would never, like, if you look at old TV shows and like old comedy specials, and you hear some of these jokes and see some of these scenes, you know, uh, what was what was that? Uh, what was uh, catch a predator. Uh, uh, Tiffany Haddish oh, got yeah, into yeah. it. A little debacle over an old skit that mm -hmm. she had did. You know, because you look at the temperament back then, and then you look at it now, and you're like, "Whoa! If you said that today, you would be canceled." They gave you a hundred million for that joke back then. So it's like it, it's crazy because they threw all the money at everybody for that type of content, and then as soon as the, the temperament changes and people awaken and people aren't aren't are less sensitive to the, to what's going on. Then it's like, oh nah, now uh uh, we gotta wash our hands of everything. And, and as black entertainers, you see that uh big guy, they they talking about how uh he's like a uh, what's his name, man? I can't think of him, man. But there's a lot of it's a lot of these influencers especially now that reels are going on that they're just doing all type of like sambo clown shit to to you know dance for the man to get mm -hmm. their influencers up and, and get their likes up and it's crazy how much like how much attention this shit gets it's ridiculous man but let's get to this uh this news man so nipsey Hus hustles killer eric holder he was sentenced today to 60 years in jail, man. So he will be spending 60 years in jail. It's crazy because they were both from 60 Crip. 60 seems to be the running team. And now Eric Holder has been sentenced this year to 60 years in prison. Now, a lot of the times these rappers killers never get caught. But right now we see this killer getting caught. 
We got the trial for XX Ten Chones killers, you know, up right now. So it's not like the old days where killer like where these rappers got killed and you know it was like murder mysteries. Nowadays, you know, you kill a rapper, you know, we we finding you. The dude killed uh what's it called uh PNB Rock and Roscoe's. They found him and his whole family and accomplices within like seventy two hours. So it's not like the old days, man. Yeah, rappers is dying at a whole different, you know, rate. But but these cases are actually being solved, and the hip hop police is is busy. But what are y'all th- thoughts on you know Nipsey Hussle's killer, you know, being sentenced to sixty years, and and what does this do as far as like the state of hip hop? I'm uh, glad that somebody. Yeah. I'm glad that they they catching folks and you know you do the crime you're doing the time I'm, I'm i'm glad for that um going back to your your statement Kalen, the only difference is besides nipsey a lot of these other rappers only reason why their killers are getting caught too is because i mean maybe the maybe the hit wasn't like ordered you know what i mean like you know you know, you got, and you know, I can't say it starts with a, you know, a G, you know, it's not from the G or from the federale, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So therefore, you know, you ain't going to find a Tupac killer because Tupac, you were talking some stuff that we didn't like. You, you were, you were airing some things out and we didn't like that, you know, so you ain't going to find that killer. You ain't going to find a biggie killer. You know what I'm saying? well maybe you will towards the end of their life and their record label ain't really what we thought it was you know <clears throat> you know you ain't gonna be seeing this you know <laughs> but anyways anyways i'm glad that they i mean that's just like you know i'm glad i'm glad that there's some justice in the hip hop community where like it doesn't always look like the killers just get in the way. So 60 years, hey man, like you did it. So that's 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 my that's my take on it. Yeah. I want go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Amrock. No, go ahead, Mayor. Go ahead, Mayor. All right, well, because I know you're gonna hear this, you're gonna get deep. I'm I'm gonna go. Y'all went here. I'm gonna try to dig a little deeper than y'all. I was I'm I'm a little bit shocked at the sentence amount. You know, um, I was someone that grew up watching like CSI Miami and Law and Order and stuff with my mom, and I thought it was funny, even in the heat of the night. I don't know if you guys remember that show. Mm-hmm. Um, you you normally heard uh, something, if I'm not mistaken, it was called like 25 to life, 25 to life. And anything over 25 years, you basically just tacked on that life part and it kind of made you understand that you, you know, committed a crime of tremendous proportions and you basically weren't going to see the, you know, the light of day. 60 years, you know, and like you said, Caleb, you know, they both from, you know, from both from 60s. It's that's kind of a slap in the face. You know, I, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it's like, you know. I think about like me and my number 32 because I grew up playing number 32 because I'm, you know, I love basketball and, you know, I love Magic Johnson. And then my mom died at 32. 
then it's like, oh man, that's messed up. Now, if you saw me turn around and did anything with that number and defaced who I am or my mother's legacy, it's like, bro, wasn't that something that like triggered you before? So it's like, if that's something that that resonates personally to me, how do you throw out gangster affiliation across the entire globe? Like, oh yeah, these two from the same hood, let's go ahead and, you know, third one's a charm almost, you know, like the two for one scenario, one killed one, the other one goes to jail for life. And there's the number to let you know what, what crew it was that it happened with. So that part, I just don't really like, but um, outside of that, I do somewhat respect the fact that, you know, rappers, killers are getting uh, dealt with or um, punished for their, uh, their crimes that they're committing because our, you know, our culture is being used, you know, the, you know, the push a different agenda anyway. So maybe this helps some uh, people who are a little bit more naive about what's right and what's wrong to not necessarily jump and do something wrong like that and not think that there's a consequence behind it. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys are out there um, on the on the West Coast. You guys are more, you know, in tune, I'm sure in tune, you know, as it was going down as things were happening out there. Um, to me, it's unfortunate, um, you know, that another black man um, killed another black man, um, regardless of, you know, uh, we all know who Nipsey was, but regardless of that, it's still unfortunate that we're still out here killing each other. Um, it's also, um, it's also great. I mean, listen, you know, if he, you know, he was found guilty. Uh, he should serve the sentence. You do the crime, you should do the time. Um, but I think there's just a bigger conspiracy here with uh, killing uh, rappers, especially a rapper like a Nipsey Hussle, like a Tupac, like a Biggie, like, um, you know, uh, a whole bunch of other MCs out there who didn't want to go, uh, who wanted to go against the grain, um, who didn't want to, um, as they say, join that group. Uh, as we all may know, um, Nipsey, I believe, was one of those guys. Uh, he was about to do a documentary on Dr. Sibby um, about, you know, HIV and the cure of, of AIDS that he had. Um, so, you know, he he was, he, in my opinion, I believe he was targeted, uh, just like many of these rappers out here, um, black, mostly black males out here um, succeeding, um, earning a living. Um, like in the case of Young Dolph, actually, you know, seriously taking care of his family and, and taking care of his community, um, he gets taken out. Um, you know, uh, Pop Smoke, another MC on the rise, he gets taken out. Um, you know, now we have Offset. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Takeoff. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate that this continues to happen. I don't know when it will stop. Um, but there's a bigger conspiracy here, um, you know, behind a lot of these rappers being taken out. Um, and that's potent throughout our history, not just with rappers. I mean, you know, uh, they took out, you know, Sam Cooke. They took out, uh, you know, a whole bunch of different musicians, um, you know, or or if, if not take them out directly, you know, uh, force them to go mentally insane, i.e. a Billie Holiday, right? You know, they've been targeting. Yeah, they've been targeting uh, black musicians uh, for a very long time because that platform is a huge platform that resonates around the world. Um, you can speak to people through music, um, as Nipsey um, and others did, right? Um, and exposing the truth, 
about what's going on in the world. And so when you do that, just like any other prominent activist, um, you know, that that's come out. I've just finished watching, um, you know, Malcolm X, you know, with, you know, with Denzel in 92. Right. Like when you you know, when when those guys speak out, uh, guys and gals speak out, um, normally they are taken out. Um, and there's no difference now with the, you know, with the the rapper today. Um, so it's just, it's, you know, it's still, it's very unfortunate. But again, we, we have to start talking about the bigger conspiracy here. What's, mm-hmm. you know, what's really uh, controlling these forces, as they say. Um, because it's, it, you know, that there's that whole situation, man. Like the, the man's helping out his community. He's, you know, he's trying to do better for his life, better for his family. Um you know, really about being an entrepreneur, really about being about your business, handling your finances. Um, and then just it's unfortunate that another black man takes him out uh, when he should have been looking at him more as an example of someone to follow. Um, so it's just very unfortunate. Yeah. One, one thing I want to touch on that you brought up was the Dr. Sebi documentary, because mm-hmm. as you remember, right after uh, right after Nipsey's passing, Nick Cannon came out and yep. said that he was going to finish the documentary. But then what happened to Nick Cannon? Oh, he got canceled. All his shows, well, he was in the hospital with lupus. His life was on the line. And then now he's back. He's got his shows back. He's back in the limelight. But has he mentioned the Dr. Sebi documentary again? Not a peep, not a word. And so, you know what I'm saying? So when you allude to that a bigger agenda, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you can call it a conspiracy if you want to, but but when it's right in front of your eyes, man, you know what I'm saying? You got to pay attention. That's what it is. You got to call it. A spade is a spade, man. But but let's get to this, this politics, man. So Joe Biden does a, a surprise announcement from the Ukraine announcing that we are going to give them aid. At the same time, Vladimir Putin is giving a anti-speech against Biden's speech saying that he don't care about America giving aid to Ukraine. He's still going to go over there and take it. And we over here sitting here as America's listening to Biden tell us that we're going to pay more taxes so that we can provide welfare for Ukrainian citizens. This is wild. And this is all before an election year in 2024. What are y'all thoughts on Joe Biden giving all this aid to Ukraine and now we got to pay more taxes and they're going to take more money out of our checks so that we can provide welfare for Ukraine. What are y'all thoughts? Yeah, it's 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 not only that we have to pay taxes, right? Ukrainian immigrants right now could come over and qualify for certain benefits that, you know, you or I or you know, or, or rather our you know our grandmothers or grand you know grandfathers can't qualify for. They can immediately come over and qualify for those type of benefits. Um, it's absolutely absurd, and this is a prime reason why we need to change uh, the political. Uh, structure in the political context, um, there should be no way that we, as the American taxpayers, who, by the way, people, we pay 
the presidents and the vice presidents and the secretary of states and all other other secretaries and all the other pop we pay their salaries currently as taxpayers if y'all do not know that we pay their salaries as we do pay the police officers the the, the fire all of that taxpayers money okay that's why at least you get 30 to 40 percent of your taxes taken out and that's distributed to multiple sources right um but it's just uh you know it's absolutely absurd that i as a taxpayer or one of you three right cannot sit here and say no we don't want that it's just automatically going to be deducted to help a foreign country who by and large for all we know for all that they tell us that russia decided to attack because of oil and control and this and that okay well russia decided to attack that nation right and there have been plenty of times where countries attacked african nations i don't see biden helping those nations right so um, so, so uh, let me let me interject yeah. right there on the oil situation so when biden came out he said that we will no longer drill for fossil fuels in America, and that by the end of his eight years, that America will no longer be drilling on American soil for oil. So you know what everybody else did when he got elected? All the oil refineries stopped drilling in America because they're like, we're not going to put all these expenses up if you're going to shut us down in six months. So yeah, we're going to yeah. shut ourselves down now and we're going to relocate out overseas and drill over there. So now he's out here giving the State of Union address and he's over here saying, hey, we still need you to drill for the next 10 years. Well, no, if you're shutting us down, then why are we going to continue to drill? We're going to pick our equipment up and we're going to go drill overseas. So now we don't have any American oil being brought in because all the Republicans own the oil rigs and they're not drilling in America. So now we were relying on places like Ukraine because we don't have the Middle East. We pulled out of Afghanistan. We we, we didn't get the Middle Eastern gas, uh, uh, oil that we went over there for, that we went to war for. You've seen when, when Biden pulled out. He left tanks and guns and missiles and everything he just grabbed the people and left so yeah it, look that's a, that's a, great, that's a great yeah that's a that's a great point and it, it circles back to this whole thing is about money right you know some way somehow the republicans and the democrats and the billionaires will profit off of sending taxpayers dollars to the ukraine think about that they're they're already sending our money over there then they're going to tell us you have to pay for us sending your money over there <laughs> what type of shit is that that's absolutely <laughs> absurd and, and to your point caleb it all comes back to the dollars to the money how can we what what is what is the what is it going to benefit us by saying, oh, well, we can make a certain, you know, whatever percentages that they're going to be able to split up and make. Best believe there is a profit that the Democrats, the billionaires, the Republicans, everybody involved is getting from this. It's also that, that we're not that we're not. Well, I mean, we're too far at the bottom to even understand completely how much is really being taken out from the top. Because I'm thinking about just the numbers, like you said, like what if it's 30 or 40 percent? You know, what I mean, like hypothetically speaking. 
if it's 30 or 40 percent already going to help aid other countries, why not make our middle and lower class give 110 or 115 percent when that additional percent off of 100 isn't even out of our pockets anyway? You know, what I mean, like it, it, it's it's everything from, you know, financial aid for kids to go back to school right now or, or just college tuitions. You like it could be taken from all different pots, so to speak. But I think it's also kind of funny that this was being said while Biden is there. Correct. So Biden makes his state of state of the union address. Right. And then he steps back and then Putin steps up. Right. And he's talking in his Ukrainian. No. So, so these, these are, Putin does his address from Russia. Right. So but where was Biden? Wasn't Biden? Biden jumps on Air Force One, drives to Ukraine out mm-hmm. of nowhere. Nobody announces. Basically, takes over the broadcast channels and gives an address from Ukraine, telling the American people that they're going to take money out our checks to pay for Ukraine welfare. And and, and, then, right, and at, right at the same time that Biden goes live, Putin goes live from Russia. And saying we don't care what America talking about, we finna go to Ukraine and take everything. Hmm. Wow. So, <laughs> okay. Well, that that t- that took what I processed to another level. So basically, we're we're not second tier. We're third. We're like the bottom. We're the we're the we're the we're the we're, we're the side. We're the side we owe, chick. That we owe so much money to China and. Biden has been in bed with China and his son has been taking money from corporations with China and, and doing drugs with it. I remember I was watching the interview with my wife and Joe Biden's son said he was on crack so bad that he found a piece of uh, old Parmesan and thought it was crack and smoked it. Hmm. So this shit is ridiculous. Like, and, and that's the president's son. I know it's not the president, but that's the president's son. This is what we're dealing with. So I, as far as politics, like Joe Biden is, is one of the dirtiest politicians out there, man. He might be dirtier than Trump. And this shit is ridiculous that the DOJ is like covering up for all his articles. Do you even hear about anything else about all the, the, the classified documents? Then then you got UFOs. You, you shoot down four things in one, in one week. Only one of them was a balloon. The other three were UFOs, so now you're admitting that we have UFOs. I don't know what I don't know what to make of all I this. I told you. I told y'all from the beginning. Now, I, I know I'm probably not talking to none of y'all, but if you are watching this broadcast right now, I just want to know. I just want to know for the people that vote. I got a couple questions. Okay. Question number one. My first question is to everybody that voted for Biden. Like, if you voted for Biden, if you went on your ballot and you like, fuck Trump, Biden, right? And now you got him in office. Do any of you guys ever go just like, damn, I'm, I messed up. I shouldn't have voted for this man. Okay, that's my first question. Second question is, you want to do stuff for Ukraine but if I go to Detroit right now, I should be afraid of what water I drink. Or Mississippi. Or Mississippi. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You want to 
give money to Ukraine, but I believe in I uh, uh, Ohio, they got a derailment that you haven't even taken care of. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. But you want to give money that way, but you don't want to take care of here. Got it. I told y'all he was smoking Joe smoke screens, and then like like we over here see. Carl Malone does nothing for my family, right? Like what Carl Malone did in his past, it, it, it is his past. You right, Carl Malone, it is your past, right? Well, I'm gonna leave you alone, Carl Malone. But guess what? Joe Biden's been fucking all of us. He don't care what your age is. He, you wanna go statutory? Hey, Joe Biden is in us right now and he's going deep. No Vaseline on, I told y'all a couple weeks ago, he going deep all on us. Uh, take the taxpayers' eyes. Why aren't you taking a billion? Like, I, I ain't making a billion. Won't you get? Won't you get the LeBrons? The no, you don't want to get them. You ain't going to them. Going, hey, oh, won't you go to Amazon that don't pay taxes? Oh no, <laughs> you ain't. You ain't going to them neither, huh? You gonna come to us? <laughs> where we where we struggling but you know why he doing that what what was last year and the year before that COVID what y'all get what y'all get from the government y'all got checks they need that money back now we didn't get them checks from Biden though the first I, check don't still owe me the, the first check came directly from Trump the, 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 yeah the, they didn't want to the money and Trump the government said, getting their money back money my damn self I'm government getting their money back and they giving it overseas instead and of it's crazy out. because I don't no matter what we talk about in politics, it all boils down to nothing being done for black people in America. No matter what the topic is, no matter what Facts. conversation is, the conversation is never America is doing this for black people. And Trump was the only motherfucker that came with a plan that said, hey, y'all reelect me, I will do this specifically for black people. And going forward, if you don't got a fucking plan for black okay. people, don't expect a fucking vote from none of us niggas. And that's just how I feel. If you don't got something specifically outlined during your, your, your campaign that's saying, hey, black people, this is what I have for you, then I don't feel like we should vote for any of these niggas going on. Heck no. They yeah. are, they do that They do that every election. They say they're going to have something for us. And then we go, oh, yeah, let's vote for that person. Or, oh, man, they got a, they got a female kind of black, but she's mixed, but she's still black. So she look black. She look like us. Let's vote for them. Or they're going to say, if you don't vote for me, you're not well, black. Or whatever well, the case may yeah. be. And then we jump on it. And then they go, got you. Now, they need to sign something before we do it. Exactly. And that's that's a, that's that's the point. Um, the, the reason why they can do that is because they know we're all not united as the Asians are, as the Hispanics are, as the Jews are, as every the, other nationality. Um, but us. Yeah, we're, we're not united. So he can literally go on Breakfast Club and say, hey, if you don't vote for me, you know, black people, you are not black. Um, and we all and, and oh, my VP, by the way, is going to be a black woman. And so we all just go, oh, OK, yay. And, you know, um, but yeah, to y'all's point, like, you know, there has to be something where, OK, these are the 10 things right where, you know, 
you know, if it if it's only 70% of us, right, you know, as black voters come together and say, these are the 10 things that we need. And we go to all of the presidential candidates or whomever and say, look, can you deliver on these needs? And to Yah's point, we need this signed and you will get all of our 70% of our votes. Now, the other 30% black people, I mean, it is what it is, you know, but that's what needs to happen at this point, right? Like, because, you know, just, just to say, okay, yeah, you as the American taxpayers, again, we're already sending your money over to the Ukraine. Now you're going to have to pay for your money <laughs> that we're sending over there. Again, absolutely absurd. When you really, people really need to think and dissect, you know, what, what, they are really saying, and it's not just Biden, it's probably Trump was in that boat too. It's all of them, right? It's all of them that are scheming, conniving. And this is not the first time that they've that they've done this. Like, you know, this has been repeated throughout American history at this point. Um, but it's just about other people, as they say, waking up or getting woke or whatever the fuck we need to call it. It's just about seriously dissecting what they are telling us and going, does that really make sense? Does that really make sense? And if you have to question it, then there needs to be some type of change, some type of reconstruction, some type of demand that um, that we require. It, it has to be. Uh, otherwise, this will continue, 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 continue to happen. We have to be the generation that in some way somehow changes. Again, as I always say, I don't have all the answers, but this shit is absurd. So, so on, on, on my last note, on my last note, though, if sometimes, you know, like when empty threats, you know, about like hollow threats, threats and, stuff, yep, yep, yep. And, and stuff like that are things that really don't matter are like when you say certain things that that person knows, like if my son or daughter says something, I'm like, well, that's going to hurt you more than it's going to hurt me. So, okay. You can say what you want, or you can go through with it with with you if you want. You know, we have came out and we have said defund the police, defund the police, defund the police, right? And maybe the government's like, go ahead, defund it. It's gonna hurt y'all more than it's gonna hurt us, right? Mm -hmm. Why don't we go defund the president? Because this nigga here, like, <laughs> why why don't we like we need to let's go bigger than the police. We need to start defunding the, this government because they own some stuff that. Yeah, but that's also because we're the 30 percent right now that's actually aware of what's going on. And we're trying to help push the different narrative. The 70 percent that's getting brainwashed isn't even paying attention. They're the ones that is gra grabbing anything is possible. Anything is possible. I don't care. I just want to turn up and have fun. Oh, you don't like us? That's fine. I don't care. I love me, baby. Those are the ones that are allowing this type of stuff to continue to happen because they're refusing to wake up and not the woke mindset, but just like, hey, what exactly did your kid do today at school? What did they eat? What 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 is happening on the day in and day out basis instead of trying to fast forward Monday to Friday so you can be unconscious Friday night and Saturday night and then recover Sunday before doing this whole process all over again. But you won't even have the money. You won't even have the money to be able to turn up Friday and Saturday. No, you have to support me. No, no, but you're my brother. So you since I ain't got it, you got to have it for me. What you talking about? I'm coming to you so you can turn up for us both. Like, no, they're on. taking it out of my taxes. So, so, so y'all are <laughs> bringing up some good points. One thing that I want to bring up 
when you say defund the police, yeah. one thing that we talked about two years ago was qualified immunity. And this mm. is why you can't sue these uh, police officers and they have this qualified immunity. We don't have to defund the police. We have to get rid of qualified immunity because then they can be held accountable for the things that they do. As long as they got qualified immunity, as soon as they put the badge on, why would they give a fuck what they do? We don't need to defund them. It's simple. Get rid of qualified immunity and see how these police act. You know, and, and then uh, I don't know, man, this this whole shit, man. As far as uh, black people in America, Amrock, you brought up like we need black people need 10 things that we like, okay, this is what we want as a people, even if we don't all agree, because we're not going to all agree. Because most niggas just want reparations so that they can go wear a Ferragamo belt. You know what I'm saying? Niggas don't, niggas don't, niggas well, don't know yeah. how to dream. Yeah, no, and you're, and you're right. It's, 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 it's just the, I say that to say we have to start somewhere. <laughs> I'm not saying that has to be the end all be all. And I saw the, the question down there as well that, that came up. Yeah, it's it's just a start. That's what I mean. Right. Yeah, you're you guys are absolutely right. Like black people, again, that was my point. We're all over the place right now. The only way that this shit's gonna actually change is when again we all come together like the other nationalities and communities do. We do not. So that's that's my point, right? We have to start somewhere. I say 10 things. Of course, the list is probably a fucking hundred or a thousand. But let's start somewhere. <laughs> if we right. don't start somewhere, if we don't start small and then try to build from that. I mean, again, right, boycotting, you know, uh, uh, riding the bus, all of those things. That started small and then it grew over time, right? That's what I mean. Like, we have to start somewhere. Black Panther Party started in one small office and it spread all over to the whole, uh, you know, all the, the urban cities across America, right? You started small. You had to start somewhere. So that's my point with that. Um <laughs> Yeah, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. No, it's just man, as you I were saying that. that as, no, as you were saying that, it was like, oh, but we need more leaders, right? We need more active leaders to get more people in different areas to do the right thing. But then within our our our, our podcast tonight, we talk about Nipsey and how his killer is getting sixty. So then you, I, you know, I knew where you were going with it, y'all. It's like the more that we come together, or the more that people decide to wake up and say, you know what, I'm going to make a step in the right direction. I'll be the example. If you don't have anyone you believe in, believe in me because I believe in us. Let's move forward together. As soon as that's said too many times, that one leader is now gone. Yep. And then if you see more collective leaders happen at once, there will be no way to then um, kind of, you know, like you can't you can cut the head off a snake and the body will fall. Right. But if we each are heads of our own snakes and we're all collectively going in the same direction, there's no way the end goal doesn't happen because you can't stop everyone going in the same direction. But that's the, that's the thing. It's like, everyone's looking like this. Okay. I'm looking at Caleb now. And now that we're all looking at Caleb, something goes wrong over here. And now I can't trust Caleb's word because I'm distracted by what just went wrong over here. Then Lord forbid something went wrong with Caleb. Now I'm taking even more steps back because we, I'm not accepting that I was obviously on the right path. And this is, um, a sign of being on the right path. It's this is a sign that I'm on the wrong path, and let me regress and go back the opposite direction. Hmm. They're afraid to succeed and and afraid to fail all at the same time. Yeah. My bad, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, I, I, 
Go ahead, yeah. Yeah. Talk about taxes. Oh, no, that's it. Uh, that's just it. It don't matter what we do. At the end of the day, hey, hey guess what? March is around the corner, everybody. You're going to be paying them taxes. Yeah. <laughs> that's real, man. I remember Ice Cube came out with the contract for black people, yep. and, and a lot of people were opposed to that. Then P. Diddy, he was supposed to be starting a political party, but I don't think that he was the right person to be trying to start a black political party. <laughs> but but I, like, I like the thought, you know, but I don't think you're the right person to do it. And then Killer take Mike, that, take that, take you know, they, they started no. a black-owned bank, you know, but I don't know what the process is with that or how... You know, but Killer Mike had did that that show on Netflix mm-hmm. where if you had to go somewhere and buy only black for twenty four hours, you couldn't survive because yeah. even if it, it, it even if it's black owned, the products aren't black uh, black uh, black yeah. produced. So you you importing that from them and just selling it in a storefront. So black people in America, we don't produce anything but entertainment, and we sell the rights to that in ten seconds. So we got to get it together as a people, man. Let's get some shout outs before we get up out of here. Uh, shout, shout out to Joe Biden. We appreciate you, Joe. I mean, every time I'm getting on this podcast, man, I'm leaving with my butt hurting, Joe. Leave me alone, Joe. Leave me alone. I am Shout out to you, Joe. I hope the world knows. Once again, the question is, everybody that voted for Joe Biden, are you happy? You ooh, you must like it in the booty because Joe is freaking us all up. But shout out to the podcast, all the bros on here. I appreciate you guys. I mean, it's always amazing talking to you guys, like I always say. Kalem, thank you for always giving us the knowledge. You brothers keep doing what you're doing. We all gonna be paying taxes together, but we gonna make it. <laughs> uh, shout out to all you guys. Shout out to um, man, you you threw me off with that, yeah, with Joe. <laughs> um, I want to shout out. What do I really want? You know what? I want to shout out the fact. I want to shout out everybody who's not giving up. As we keep talking about these things that are being negative, if you're getting up every day trying to be positive, trying to do what's best for you. Um, shout out to you. So once again, shout out to all three of you guys, because I know you guys are doing it. Uh, shout out to y'all and just for my cool hoodie. You know, you missed out. Kalen was like, man, where's my hoodie at? E- Even Murdoch asked for a hoodie. So shout out to y'all as always. <laughs> be taking, they be taking care of me. Get off the boat of average, baby. Be, be, be great. I got you, Kalen. <laughs> hey, uh, shout out to Politic and um you know again an amazing platform um shout out to all you guys as well and everything that you guys are doing um shout out to the ciaa they are um doing their tournament here in baltimore this week uh all um the hbcus tournament so um it's pretty special bringing a lot of um um you know uh, uh black dollars into the city um, as as needed. Um, hopefully they go out there and support all the black businesses within Baltimore, within the DMV. Um, and, you know, uh, I guess uh, a, a word, uh, I would just encourage people and, you know, through everything that's going on, um, you know, COVID really shut a lot of things down as far as travel. So, you know, now that you can travel, I encourage a lot of people to get out there, actually 
Um, just traveled out of the country uh, myself, went up to Toronto. Um, great experience. Um, you know, nice people up there, you know, just great vibes. And I just encourage people to just get out and travel um, as much as you can. Um, you know, don't let, you know, what's, what's happening, you know, just keep you in a box, right? There's still a world outside of the United States, outside of your city, outside of your neighborhood. So if you can get out there and travel, um, you know, I, I encourage everybody to do that. Again, shout out to you brothers, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate all y'all brothers for joining me on another week, another conversation, man. We learn every time we get on here. We should have therapy, man, and the message, whether you know it or not, man. A lot of people, I see run into people all the time that tell me, like, hey, man, I, I check y'all out all the time. And it's, it, our influence is steadily growing. And you never know who got their eyes on us, man. So, Man, shout out to y'all, man. Keep kicking that knowledge, man. And, and thank y'all for joining me every week, man. Shout out to Murdoch on the boards, man, doing this thing all the time, man. Murdoch behind the scenes, killing it as usual. Shout out to my wife. And, man, I, me personally, I've been down the last, I would say, this last two weeks been hard on me. News with my father, he's been in and out the hospital. It's been crazy. It's like every time... You, you think something's right, it ain't. But you know what? I, I walk in faith in every other aspect of my life. So at this point, I'm going to have to pick my head up and I'm going to have to walk in faith in this too. So you know what? I, I, God got me and God got my pop. So I ain't even going to worry about it no more. I ain't going to stress it. You know, I'm going to just keep going. And I know what's going to be is going to be, man. I can't affect that. I can't, I can't change it. And... You know, we, we you, you grow through what you go through. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what you're going to do with your life, but I'm going to get to it, man. Politic in a podcast. We're about to hear Smoking Dank Sinatra, that's all gas. On a hunt in a tall grass. Intercepting every ball pass, then I run it back, that's a TD. Check the scoreboard, y'all last. We up one, you see me. Pussy niggas wanna talk about it, go to Hellcat, no demon. I be politicking on your broadcast, got the red carpet like the famous homie. Act your bitch, really famous homie, and you know.